The attempt on Nordberg's life left me shaken and disturbed. And all the questions kept coming up over and over again, like bubbles in a case of club soda. Who is this character in the hospital? And why was he trying to kill Nordberg? And for whom? Did Ludwig lie to me? I didn't have any proof, but somehow I didn't entirely trust him either. Why was the I Love You not listed in Ludwig's records? And if it was, did he know about it? And if he didn't, who did? And where the hell was I? Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Good to be back with you again, Tristan. Ah, I as well. Another delightful podcasting session. It's a delightful romp through yesteryear. Yeah. Nostalgia town. Rich nostalgia here at the Bondi studio. Mm. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Oh, we're going back to 88, so you know what that means. That was a dud year, wasn't it? Not whoa, much whoa, happening whoa. in 88. We are back in expo territory. You watch your mouth. <laughs> I guess this is pretty much the spiritual compass of our, <laughs> of our podcast, 1988. Not just because of the greatest fair the world has ever seen, it included high diving <laughs> happening this year, but the volume of I titles. There's, a, there's some good movies in this year. Right. There's some great ones. Beetlejuice, Big Die Hard, Coming to America, Child's Play, Twins, Cocktail, all ahead of us. And, of course, we've done... Bloodsport. You've shown great restraint, though, to not go deeper into uh, Expo in general. Eighty-eight. Well, this is the, this is the, the limit of my knowledge of it. <laughs> there were high divers confirmed. There were high divers. Yeah. Continue. Beautiful things. Um, so, in this episode, we're looking at the first of the Naked Gun trilogy. Mm. Naked Gun files from Police Squad, which I was not aware of as being the sub. Title. Title. Or what do you call that? Top subline or whatever. Yeah. Makes sense now. We'll get into why. Yeah. But I was blissfully unaware. Do you have like a cushion or something? Can no. I have that towel? Yeah. I got cushions. You don't need a towel. This is a studio, Greg. We're professional podcasters here. I'm on the couch and I'm very comfortable, but I, except for one portion of me, which is my back, I could, it could use some cushioning or a cushion. See how long I can keep. Oh, these are nice cushions. These are the these are the obviously the lovely cushions by the artist Jennifer Leah. Um, look her up. Great, great, great artworks. We have the cushion version. Oh. I don't want Greg to be too comfortable though, because he may fall asleep again <laughs> when Tristan talks. <laughs> I'm like a lava lamp. Yeah. Oh, I saw one of them recently. Yeah? yeah, I had one of those. Did you have a lava lamp growing of course. up? Yeah, well, my sister had a couple. Just the globe went out, and I never replaced it. But the lava went out. The globe. I thought the lava was the globe. There's a globe under that heats the thing up and it all does the... Yeah, yeah. Why does a lava need heating? I'm starting to think this lamp was not from the core of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sham. It's like the pet rock. So, Greg, tell me, how, how did you first encounter the old naked gun? Uh, oh, I actually have a very clear memory of going to see the naked gun. Because yeah. my mum took us in the school holidays right. to the movies. Yeah. So, yeah, school holidays, mum had the three of us, me and my brother and sister, in the back of the Tarago, 
right. heading to wherever we watched the movie. Yeah. City, probably. Yeah. Perhaps. In hindsight, probably not a completely appropriate film for a six-year-old to be watching. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a bit like we are saying with uh, what movie was it last week, that you did, I think there's things in there you probably don't notice. Oh, absolutely. Until you're an adult and you're like, yeah. oh. Maybe except for the full body condom thing, that was a... I didn't know what that was. That was weird. I remember being very confused by that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, so is that is that a joke or is that normal? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> is that what people huh, doing? where exactly is the joke in this one? Like, I know that's not right. Yeah. But what's the right version of that? I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> I did I did get recalled throughout it. Like, the things that I laughed at when I was a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the song, man. That Even just the opening the credits. Yeah. Like, that was... That brought back some some memories. Good tune. It's a great tune. Quite Blues Brothers esque. Oh yeah. But I remember in the in this car trip, I remember my mum doing the old "That's it, I'm turning around" because I think we're fighting in the back. (laughs) And so she actually turned the car around. Probably got three quarters of the way home and then realised, what am I going to? In hindsight, again, looking at this with that old eyes, what am I going to do with these little shits at home all day? I'm taking this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went to the movie. Um, back to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. So it was, that's a really clear memory. So that's yeah, interesting. Six, six I, I assumed I saw it at the cinema, but then I realized it was 88, and I was like, I was four years old. I yeah. don't think I saw it at the cinema. Maybe. But I... I have such vivid memories of it. Maybe I saw it later. Maybe I saw two first or something. But I I loved this movie. When you were young? Yeah, loved it. Yeah, well, and same. the older, yeah. but yeah, loved it so much. Like so much. Yeah. I mentioned to you before, Greg, that I thought that he was, I think I thought that Steve Martin and Leslie Nelson were the same person. Yeah. And so I would go to the video store and just like, Get Roxanne. It was before the internet, so you would just like choose things based off the cover. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the guy with grey hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love this. And yeah. then it turns out Steve Martin's done a few duds. Because <laughs> I get these movies and I'm like, what is this? Roxanne? No, nah, not Roxanne. But oh, actually, maybe Roxanne as well. But uh, there was one Roxanne. where it was like a brain in a tank or something. And it was, uh, it's probably, yeah, it might be worth doing on this show, actually. I can't even remember exactly what it was. But I was like, yeah. And I think I was so trying to convince myself I liked it that I kind of liked it, but I didn't like it. I was like, yeah, I love Leslie Nielsen, Steve Martin, whatever his name is, that guy with the gray hair, I love him. It's a good movie. But you didn't know who Leslie Nielsen was before this, I assume. No, 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 no. I didn't. No, I didn't. No way. No way. But yeah, this movie, I was surprised to say that this came out in 88. I would have thought maybe 92 or something. Yeah. It was a bit earlier than I. Yeah. At what point did you see Airplane? I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. And I couldn't, I think, I haven't watched it for a long time as well. Same. I'm not sure I've totally watched it from beginning to end. Yeah, I'm not 100% clear on my... We'll definitely do it at some point on here. I think, yeah, it's kind of, in a, that's a bit of an embarrassing admission because it's a pretty... I think it's an age thing though because it, it's... Uh, a little bit young. This was our entry point mm. versus that being our entry point. Yeah. We'll get into a bit more on that because that's pretty closely related to this. But it is interesting because this whole genre is, this whole genre of this kind of slapstick, I don't know, spoof. A lot of people involved in this movie have their hands all over that entire genre. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a favorite, like Hot Shots or like Scary Movie or? Uh, I think this is my favorite. I mean, yeah, probably, maybe because my first this. one. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think of one I actively like more than this one. 
yeah. I do enjoy them all, to be honest. I think I, I do uh, like this There's a level brand. where I'm just, like, happy to watch this kind of... I like Hot Shots, for yeah, example. Yeah, I like Hot Shots. Scary movie, yeah. I, I like some I of the scary movies. I wouldn't have even thought of... I wouldn't have connected them. What else have you well, got scary, for Scary Movie 3 is the same... Same, same guy. Well, there's three dudes. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not sure if which one of the dudes it is, but he did Scary Movie 3 and 4 specifically. Oh, they're the good ones. Yeah, they're the good ones, Which right? one's 3, actually? That's the one we like. Yeah. Yeah, you made a fact. All yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was there. really interesting, connecting some of those dots. Kevin Hart's best performance. Yeah. We discovered him. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, us. <laughs> Give us some money. He had such a great performance in Scary Movie 3 and then became famous 10 years later. <laughs> So yeah, weird. I think he wouldn't be complaining now. Should I get into the, the backstory of this masterpiece? Ooh-wee. All right. So the film we referenced before, the film Airplane came out in 1980. That's a good milestone to be aware of as I go through this. But basically, there's these three dudes, Jim Abrahams, David uh-huh. Zucker, and Jerry Zucker. Two of them are brothers. Guess which ones? The Zuckers. Yeah, you got it. So they, Same surname. they were friends from childhood. The brothers. All three of them. The brothers knew each other uh, even earlier, as it oh. turns out. Yeah. Their whole lives, apparently. Yeah, right. And as I mentioned, these guys kind of, I don't know if they started the genre or what, but they definitely made it popular. But across the three of those guys, in various formations of those three, you've got Hot Shots, Mafia. Remember that Mafia movie? It was a piss take of Mafia, Mafia movies? movies. And the opening shot is... I. I saw Casino after, and so the blowing up car thing I thought was from Mafia. But yeah, it's like piss take of Mafia movies. Uh, Basketball. Yeah, that was interesting. Scary Movie 3 and 4. So, And there's a bunch of other ones in there, but they're the ones I liked. So, call those out. But they, they these guys were a, a, a threesome, basically. They Basketball as, would have been pure Stone and Parker. Well, apparently end. they just showed up as actors. They weren't actually involved in the creation. Is surprising. Yeah, because usually anything they're in, you're like, oh, they're that must in. be their it's thing. There. Stop, yeah, start, no, apparently not on that one, um, which is interesting. But yeah, this, the Zaka Abrahams and Zaka became the the phrase, or Z-A-Z, or Z-A-Z, depending on where you're from. They met in childhood. In college, they started a theater um, called Kentucky Fried Theater in 71, and that actually led to a film, a sketch comedy film called Kentucky Fried Movie. In 77. I looked it up on YouTube and there's some interesting clips, but it doesn't really translate on audio, especially the trailer. But I did notice a young George Lazenby in there. <laughs> oh. So potentially. George Lazenby? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're mixing our references there. But yeah, otherwise known as uh, one of the worst James Bonds, but potentially one of the better James Bond films, as it turns out. The most Australian James Bond. Definitely. G'day. The name's Jimmy. <laughs> Jimbo James <laughs> Bond Jimbo Jimbo Bond um, That film was followed up With Airplane In 1980 So Kentucky Fried Movie Came out in 77 I guess it did relatively well Airplane was uh, uh, Came out in 1980 And was big It's become the classic That we all We all know today Considered sort of a milestone In comedy cinema And this Is the point at which Z-A-Z Z-A-Z Zucker, Abraham Zucker, intersect with <laughs> Leslie Nielsen for the first time. And what's Zazzle. interesting here is before Airplane, Leslie Nielsen was a serious actor. That's right. I'd always suspected this, but I didn't realize just how much so it was a turning point. And it worked so well for Airplane specifically. And I'm not going to go super deep in that because we will do a whole episode, I'm sure. Um, but the concept of Airplane was to build a comedy 
around actors known for serious roles. So just really playing it straight. Right. Which was, he was like straight man. Like he was, he was the kind of guy that you would just see in a bunch of movies. I think he had leading roles, but like kind of character actor where he's just kind of a that guy, but known for kind of serious roles, I guess. Yeah. So that's pretty much the blueprint they've yeah. applied here. Basically, after Airplane, they, they were like, oh shit, all right, uh, let's make a TV show. So in 82, they made a TV show called Police Squad, which I had never heard of. As which, if it sounds familiar, is because this movie is called The Naked Gun Files of Police Squad. Um, Starring Frank, Detective Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin, played by A1 Leslie Nielsen. So this show was very critically well received, but not enough people were watching it. I had no idea this TV show existed. There's only six episodes, but it looks pretty funny. It's basically the movie. Mm. Just in like if this this is the kind of thing that will come out today and be super successful. Police squad in color. Starring Leslie Nielsen. Also starring Alan North. Hamilton as Abraham Lincoln. Tonight's special guest star, Lorne Green. Tonight's episode, The Broken Promise. That seems exciting. I want to watch that now. They seem to be all on YouTube, so you should check it out. But um, apparently it just didn't get watched enough. Um, they say it kind of didn't get translated to the small screen. This is a time, what, what, year, what, what year did I say it was? 82. So TV comedies at this point, there's a laugh track. There's, you know, it's all kind of lighthearted. This is so danceful after joke after joke. And the experience of watching things on TV at that point, your TV is probably 20 inches max at that point. You're not really highly engaged. It's kind of a it's a radio with a visual at this point. It's just kind of on in the background. Like to get oh. all these jokes, you've got to be paying attention. This I don't is know. I don't th- know. This is this is how they've post rationalized it. But um, yeah, right. Which I tend, I think that's it's relatively valid. I would argue that people back then were more engaged with their TVs no than phones. they are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's smaller. So the way they talked about it was when they did test screenings on a big screen, everyone loved it. Because you're kind of in it and you're like, oh, look at that little joke. Like so many little jokes versus it just kind of being on in the lounge room and it's in the corner. Okay. But to, that's a fair point though. While the, that screen may be smaller, there's less distractions. Yeah. So maybe they're just being... Making excuses. Making excuses. Oh, Make a better show. Well, it's a pretty good show though. So it did six apps. Six apps. Yeah, it got cancelled. I think they ended up replaying them. It became a bit of a cult hit. But then they were like, well, maybe we'll make a movie instead. Interesting to because how well did it do if it only had six episodes? Well, it didn't do well. No, it got it got canned. Mm. But in terms of like the critical response was this is a good show. Mm. But just no one, no one watched it. A bit like Arrested Development or something. You know, it's like oh, everyone, it's critically, it's like this is a good show, but just the viewers weren't there. We did six shows. At the end of the fifth show, the series became, it had started out, as 30, 35th and 37th and 42nd, it just wasn't working. 
this, for whatever reason, the series was not working. And you can imagine the tremendous disappointment, not just for me, but for Jerry and David and Jim, because it, 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 you couldn't believe it. And uh, Thermopolis, who was the head of ABC at that time, he said, uh, well, the series didn't work because you had to watch it. Well, it sounds funny and sounds dumb, but it was true. You had to pay attention. You couldn't look away. You had to watch that to make sure that you caught the humor or where it was coming from. And television, people don't really watch TV. They're around. That's where you can have a laugh track. You know, you can read a book and say, oh, what are they laughing at? What is it? Oh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, 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 well. And then go back. You can do anything you want, but you don't really watch TV. And the television screen is too small. Uh, if it's big enough, you don't miss the humor. You don't miss a chance to participate in that humor because it comes out and hits you. That's why it works in the movie, because that movie screen can fall on you and you're not going to miss it. Anyway, so the, the, the series worked uh, for David and Jerry and Jim, and they knew it worked, and I knew it worked. It was a matter of then the, the screen should be bigger and so on. So, and I said to, I remember saying to the, uh, Jerry, I said, well, why don't you make a movie, write a movie? So the idea of a movie did come about. <laughs> and six years later, boom, movie gets made. We get the Naked Gun. It's called Naked Gun because there was another movie around that period that was a little too similar in name, in title. Uh, <laughs> the Academy Squad. <laughs> yeah, Academy Squad, that's the one. Um, more popularly known as... Police Academy squad. Ah, close. Yeah, so they Had call the it Academy the right. Naked Gun. The Naked Gun. And that's, I mean, there's, that's, that's pretty much the backstory I have here. Should we, should we get into the movie, play the trailer? Yeah. In this city, there's crime on every street. But one man has seen enough. He's Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest for one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's grab a bite to eat. He's a good cop who's having a bad day. His best friend... Everyone should have a friend like you. ...is in a coma. As soon as Nordberg is better, he's welcome back at police squad. But I wouldn't wait until the last minute to fill out those organ donor cards. His girlfriend... Asked him to look her up. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. And his city is in the hands of a master criminal with a sinister plan. I must kill the queen. How can any police story contain this much action? This much romance? I like cops. All right. Or this much baseball. Starring Leslie Nielsen, a cop who's always on the alert. Mikhail Gorbachev. I knew it. Queen Elizabeth, everyone's favorite queen. Priscilla Presley, a woman who really cooks. How hot and wet do you like it? Ricardo Montalban. Frank. You're both right. George Kennedy, the partner with an appetite for danger. O.J. Simpson, as you've never seen him before. And Reggie Jackson in his first dramatic role. 
in a movie so big, it had to be filmed in color. The Naked Gun, from the files of Police Squad. See you then. Delightful. Delight. Delightful. How was it? How was the rewatch for you, Greg? Um, it was delightful. Delight. Yeah, that's the correct answer. I so I watched it about a week ago, and I was in a grumpy Greg <laughs> mood. You know, <laughs> most people that know me are pretty familiar with that state. <laughs> so I sat down in front of the TV. I was like, oh, "I've got to watch this. I've got to watch Naked Gun tonight." And I think within like a minute, I was. In hysterics. Like I was, <laughs> Carol wasn't really paying attention. I will caveat, she didn't really dig this. She just didn't yeah. probably give it the first My wife was the same. Ara was not interested. Yeah. She kept making comments after like every third joke. Like, yeah, That's, like this is weird. Yeah, Carol just did, she didn't stupid. give it that. She was just like, nah. And I, and I was laughing like hard, <laughs> which is good. And I looked over to, you know, like, you know, you sort of look over. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, right. And she just said back to me, I- I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't look at you and laugh. So I loved it. That's grounds for divorce. Yeah. It, in, in certain countries. Yeah. I wouldn't divorce. I'm good, probably not going to. No, I'm not going to do that. That's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. It's heaps of paperwork, <laughs> apparently. We can still just watch this movie in our own time. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And you? Yeah. Oh, it was similar. Very, well, very similar as it turns out. Ara didn't like it. I did. Mm. I did find, I think, maybe the first half. Well, full disclosure, I ended up having to hire this three times. <laughs> You didn't buy it? No, I was going to buy it. And then I was like, what, what am I going to buy it for? I'll just rent it because I'll probably watch it once. Yeah. And I ended up renting it three times and paid double what I could have yeah. for buying it. Yeah. So context is if there's a movie we're doing and it's not on any of the, the streaming services, we buy it usually on Apple TV. Yeah. But Carol's always at me to rent them. She's like, just rent it. It's like half the price. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but I might need to rewatch it. I The last time I, I can't sit through a whole movie. <laughs> without falling asleep i fell asleep well and also broader context we're doing three movies in one week on the in terms of recording these episodes because yeah. we're, we're going to be traveling and stuff and so we had three movies to do this week and for whatever reason this was the one that kept being the last one and i kept falling asleep and um it made it quite hard to track the, the plot <laughs> but oh. it didn't really matter too much did you need help with the it's plot not so one, much that kind of movie no. <laughs> the jokes still landed and I think I said it before. No already. Mulholland Drive. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I loved the opening credits and that song. That really just like got me energized. When that, you press play and that comes on. I got so excited. I forgot that was a thing and I was just like, yeah. Um, and I was like watching it as an adult. You're like, this is kind of weird that Priscilla Presley's in this and it's weirder that she's good in it. And then it's even weirder that OJ Simpson is in it and he's kind of good in it. Like, it's so odd. Digging into the cast is pretty interesting. Like yeah. The quality of some of those two, you know, there's obviously quality from a, sorry, there's celebrities and then there's yeah. legitimate actors in here as well. Well, and that, few, I think that's ultimately it. Like we said with Airplane, like the playing it straight for me is the part that, th- that's what makes this so hilarious. Yeah. The playing yeah. it straight. And I think that's why the first half I enjoyed more, probably because I watched the first half in one sitting, but also I think Leslie Nielsen played it so straight. In the in the first half, in the second half, there was a bit more goofiness on his part, like the horns go off and he goes cross-eyed and like boo, you know that yeah. kind of thing. 
which is still funny as a, in a slapsticky kind of way. But I think he's funnier when he, to me, it's the best when he doesn't know he's in a comedy and he's just talking. There's, I forget this one scene. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember the scene. And he pulls this face. He's like confused face. He just, <laughs> I guess. Oh. I like the ones where it's like it's so stupid, but he's playing it so straight. Like he's like looking in the in the microscope, and he's like, I can't see anything. And they're like, use your use your open eye, Frank. And that's not even like a Frank. Use your open eye. Like it's just. He's like, hmm. Like, it's just all so deadpan. Yeah. All and of it. on top of each other, like that rolled into another game. Yeah, yeah. And game, yeah, so dense. Game. There's just so much. There's so, mm. so, so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was probably my main thing. Uh, so, I'm going to do a uh, speed plot. Speed plot. Speed plot. Starting now. So, basically, OJ Simpson is... A murderer. <laughs> O.J. Simpson is a murderer. <laughs> John Coffey is a murderer. Is that Green Mile? Something Stephen Google Jean. Where's our intern? What's our intern's name again? Kevin. Kevin. What's John Coffey from? John Coffey. Yeah, John Coffey is from Green Mile. John ah. Coffey is a murderer. So that's your two minutes up, Greg. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Uh... So basically, there's a guy that's going to kill the queen, and he tries to kill the queen. Yeah, <laughs> at a baseball game yeah. by Reggie Jackson, who right. incidentally had already retired by that point. By the time the movie came out, why did he turn into a robot? When the <laughs> yeah, the other, the other, the girl, the the assistant didn't, and he turned into she, a robot. It'd be better if she did. <laughs> yeah. I think he's like I can do the, the robot. That was the Zook's mums. I I reckon. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh-huh. I reckon Reggie Jackson's like. Oh, I'm going to act. I got to squeeze in every skill set I have. Yeah. Did you know I can do the robot? <laughs> <laughs> the robot was huge at yeah. this time. This is eighty eighty eight. That was a big. There's probably a few big. people doing the robot at Expo. <laughs> I reckon. Maybe there were a few robots at Expo. I feel Maybe. like there would have been some kind of robot that makes you coffee or something. I am the future. Yeah. By the distant future. By the year 2000. There's going to be one of these in every home in America. Yeah. A toaster. <laughs> a robot toaster. Um, so, yeah, that's the plot. That's the plot. Uh-huh. So, just to recap, the plot was man wants to kill the queen, man tries to kill the queen. Police try and stop him. Police squad stops him. Frank them. Drebin. Frank Drebin. Very serious man. Mr. Leslie Nelson. I mean, let's be honest. Doing this movie is also just a great excuse to talk about Leslie Nielsen. What a great fucking guy. He's Canadian. He is Canadian. That Despite that, great guy. Nah. Nah, the nah, Canadians. Canadians. They're full of great people. Justin Bieber, Brian great. Adams, Celine Dion. We have, we have apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions. You spent too long in America. Canadians are great. Uh, they're all South Park jokes. Forgive me. They're farted. That's an interesting one. Well, can we get into the farts? No, let's save the farts for later. Why? That was a perfect fart segue. Ah, uh, that's true. Okay, let's well, get into the farts. Let's well, let's hit. <laughs> let's forward. get into the chamber of farts. Let's get into the farts. All right. <clears throat> Not scary enough for you? Have a few more farts. <laughs> <laughs> so Leslie Nielsen, funny man he is. He was gifted a certain gift at a certain point from a friend. To his friend's like, I'm going to give you something that's going to change your life. <laughs> and it was a what little, was that? <laughs> it's a little fart machine. 
A pocket fart and machine. And he, he literally took it everywhere with him. I saw, I came across this once and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And in pretty much every interview you find with Leslie Nelson, he's, he's farting. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know whether I can do this. I'll do the best I can, though. So All right. Okay, we're getting here. near lunch, and I know you're yeah. a little... Well, it was the salmon. All right. Well, then let's... We'll start now, then we'll begin. What's different about you and the real president? Nothing. Just maybe <laughs> one or two things. <laughs> now, you you had not done a great deal of comedy before Airplane, had you? Or, well, just a little bit. <laughs> What would have been a comedy role? Uh, I did a mash. I did, did a mash? one. I did one mash, and it was funny. But it just really depends on you know who sees it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, but this the the airplane movie has given you a whole new direction for work, hasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know now now people you know permit me to be funny in front of the camera. Ah, uh, so good, so good. But may I may I rewind slightly? Let me take you, you back may. to a, a younger younger Leslie Nelson. Did you say Youngler? Youngler. Uh. Yeah. He was a serious actor. He had an early career as a serious actor. <laughs> it was my, that was my serious actor. Uh, it's really good. As early as 1956. This is the thing to keep in mind. When Naked Gun came out, he was 62. Yeah. And he's not like a Steve Martin where he had gray hair since he was 12. I mean, he did seem to get gray hair pretty young. But um, he's 62, like... The transformation in his career to have basically what he's best known for now to happen when you're 62, I find personally pretty exciting. I'm 35. Imagine if the thing I'm most famous for is still like nearly 30 years away. That's fucking crazy, right? For farts? Yeah, probably. I could get a fart machine. But this is to give you some context, to give you a comparison point of where he was to where he ended up in pop culture, this was a, a bit of a, a hit, maybe more of a cult hit, but a hit in 1956 called Forbidden Planet. Ooh. Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. When you reach the Forbidden Planet, you will meet Dr. Morbius, played by Walter Pigeon. Doctor is sole owner of this fabulous world. Anne Francis is his alluring daughter, Alta, who has never seen a young man till she meets Commander Adams, played by talented Leslie Nielsen. Mommy, in. Didn't bring my bathing suit. What's a bathing suit? Oh, murder. You will meet a charming character in The Robot, able to produce on order 10 tons of lead or a slinky evening gown. Always at your service. He has a great voice. He has a great voice. That was 1956. He was already a fully formed human with a career as a serious actor. And and pubes. <laughs> one would assume. Yeah. But he had a whole second life. It's fucking cool. So up until 1980, it was all dramatic parts. He worked with Marlon Brando. He worked with Paul Newman. He was in the Poseidon Adventure. He was the, the captain on the Poseidon Adventure. So- he, you can't be too young if you're the captain. That's true, exactly. So he's already quite old. Well observed, Greg. Well observed. Thank you for acknowledging. <laughs> um, this is going to be a good, good few episodes. <laughs> but the the beautiful thing about it is, that for me, this is why this works so great. Because uh-huh. he is 90% of the time, except for the cross-eyedness, the, except for those moments, he's been a serious actor. Yeah. And the voiceover helps. Yeah. 
I didn't know what. Yeah, it's just like a real like the that detective noir thing yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And because so it's like you could make this movie today. You could get Will Ferrell to act serious. It wouldn't be the same. And I think. I mean, for us, it didn't make such a difference because this is probably the first time we saw him. But I think even for adults at that time when this came out, this would have been like, what? what? Uh, probably more airplane than this, but just so unexpected. Mm. And it's the like on a meta level because, yeah, you could get a comedian to play it straight and it's like, yeah, okay, but I know he's a comedian. So it's like I'm expecting the jokes. But he's so serious, so serious. Like um, I was trying to think, like John Hamm is the only example I could think of now. Oh. Like he you just skipped right to the recasties. No, no, oh, I, yeah, I was gonna not say recasties yet, but he would be my recastie. Is he's one of those I would, guys? Not gonna say recasties, but recasties, recasties. No, I was trying to think of similar scenarios, and it that's a good out, one. But that's a good one because he became famous, obviously, for Mad Men. But he's actually a massive comedy nerd, and he's been doing a bunch of comedy since then. And you could kind of picture him doing this kind of. You're a ham fan, aren't you? Yeah, but only probably fan. only. Because I'm not a huge Mad Men fan because I, I watched like a season or two, but I just don't like to watch anything even closely related to work. Not that work's anything like that. <laughs> um, I much less pastrami sandwiches. Yeah. But, um, Scotch at 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so John Hamm is the only person you could think of. as a, In a similar scenario, someone who's like become pretty well known for a very serious role and then stepping into comedy. But he hasn't gone all in yet. But he, it, it sounds like he's one of those guys that always actually wanted to be in comedy and he just ended up getting that role first. Clooney kind of. Yeah, Clooney a little bit. Yeah, actually, that's a good that. one. He's got the voice too. Yeah, maybe that's why. I mean, he kind of did it with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental comedy. Accidental comedy, yeah. But he did her brother wear out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, not... he's a funny dude. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. I like him. Yeah, and it made me think because you know the um, the recent Thor picture, Thor Ragnarok, by our friend Taika Waititi. Definite fan of the fan of the, friend of the show, friend of the show Taika Waititi, friend oh. of the show Chris Hemsworth. I do have one small gripe with this picture, is that I think it's funnier when Thor it would just be don't Thor shouldn't make jokes. Thor should be the straight man in all these scenarios, but he there's a few parts where he's making jokes, and this movie made me realize. I wasn't conscious of why I that. That's a keen observation. Way. Yeah, yeah. Like in um, in um, just to go full Marvel on you for a sec. In um, Infinity Wars, oh, yeah. where he's with yep. the raccoon and he calls him instead of calling him Rocky, he just calls him Rabbit or whatever. Like that, him being serious and calling him Rabbit is the funniest thing he does in that movie. Like that level is where he should play, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, versus mm. like trying to make lols. Yeah, and when you start to get a, the natural lols from that. Yeah, him being the serious guy. Don't try to be funny. Like, oh, yeah, let's do more of that. Let's be funny. Yeah, be like, no, no, that's the. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, yeah, that's good from you. Nice, Mister Mister Leslie talks about it here too on Conan back in what looks like fucking late eighties, maybe. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I'm My pleasure. Actually, a, a fan of the Naked Gun pictures. Thank you. Renewing old acquaintances. Remember back on Saturday night? Oh, that's Live. right. I, I was working there when you were there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I got you coffee. <laughs> you chewed yeah. me out. Yeah. I did not. No, you did not. I'm low maintenance. No, I got I you am. tea and you chewed me out. Um, <laughs> uh, no, actually, I am, a, I am a big fan of those pictures uh, because uh, I, I love the way you play it so straight. I, I love the way, I guess the director told you it's, the, it's, it's the not a comedy. Yeah. Act as though this is deadly serious. You, the, the director, you, the thing is that we know that we're being funny, but you can't let the audience know for one second that you're trying to be funny, not for one second. I, although I will do almost anything I can for a laugh. Mm-hmm. 
keen observation there Very from keen. Mr. Leslie. You can't let them see you trying to be funny. You just have to let it be funny and then you fart. That's the fart toy that, that we've already talked about. But it's kind of great. And it's very similar with Priscilla. Priscilla Presley, famously known for marrying Elvis Presley, which is... Should we do a little side note on that real quick? Yeah, because I actually had to I had to do a little digging on that one because I knew she was Elvis's wife. Yeah, that's kind of all I knew. Yeah, She is agreed. a very interesting uh, character. It was, yeah, interesting is the only note I took as well. Not the least of which... Her being a brown belt in karate. By now, maybe a black belt. Well, I'll tell you an interesting bit on that. So, back in when, in my youth, I read. I think I read Chuck Norris's autobiography. <laughs> right. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was his. I read. I used to read a lot of these sort of like karate guys' autobiographies. I'm pretty sure it was Chuck Norris's one. And because Elvis was pretty famous for loving karate. Yeah. And uh, and used to get a lot of instruction from. Well, Elvis got her into karate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. he got taught by a number of people. Um, one of them being Mike Stone, who, sh- who still had oh. an affair with. He was like a an American great, I guess, in the early days. Well, she ended up having an affair with him. Yes, right. There was there were all kinds of messed up yeah. that relationship, wasn't it? Yeah, and so they also learned from Chuck Norris. And Elvis apparently got his black belt, but he right. didn't really earn it. It's you know what I loved about reading that though is just imagining Elvis doing karate like <laughs> yeah yeah you can kind of picture a cartoon Elvis going yeah. karate he's a big guy karate okay. yeah but he's kind of got a bit of a, more of a Steven Seagal yeah. build in the later days correct um, sorry long so long way of saying apparently Elvis didn't really earn his stripes as it were but uh, Priscilla did so she he introduced her huh. but then she went pretty hard on it and she like trained and she was pretty good apparently. She seems pretty fucking cool. She like, went, she went hard a few on interviews it and with her, her and she's like, straps. she obviously plays it very straight and kind of ditzy, not ditzy, but like, you know, like, well, like a female version of him, just kind of dumb. But she seems pretty switched on and pretty interesting. She's, the whole Elvis thing's fucking crazy. Well, she was a kid. She was 14. So even before Elvis, she was born in Brooklyn, her family moved to Germany and they lived, they moved into this this building, which was quite cheap, they didn't have a lot of money, and um, turned out to be a brothel, but they didn't move out because it was a good deal. So, so she basically grew up in a brothel. Then at some point in 1959, a man named Elvis Presley shows up. She's 14. How old was Elvis? I don't know, more than 14. Early 20s. Yeah, I assume, yeah. And I, But they were basically hanging out, air quotes. I don't know like the, the depth of any of that, but there were... He was smitten by her and she was smitten by him and they were... Yeah, and then like she got chaperoned to go and visit him. Yeah. And then slowly got closer and then he was... Li- and that was... She was living there. By but- 63, she was living there where she would have been 17, 18. And they got engaged in 66, but then he was cheating on her. Sounds like she was kind of cheating on him and... Yeah, he was shagging everything. Yeah, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a good relationship. And they separated in seventy two. And she went on to do a bunch of stuff. She was acting. She was in Dallas. She's like got a whole successful business going. I think it's perfume or cosmetics or something. Like it sounds pretty good. So she's got a whole thing going on. Like in my head, she's always been. Well, her name still is Presley. So to me, it's just like yeah, she married Elvis. Yeah, but she's a pretty. But she got they got divorced. Yeah, but then well, she... they never got married. I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah, because there was... Oh, maybe I just didn't finish the article. But um, <laughs> I just I hung up about after the engagement <laughs> bit. He proposed 
And then something happened. I stopped Maybe reading. I then then I something know. happened. I think the doorbell rang, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, she took over Grace, like the Graceland bit. She's the one that turned it into the tourist attraction. and Right. It obviously became an overnight huge success because of you know his ginormous right. fan base. So yeah. she made heaps of, heaps of cash off the Presley estate, which was only worth apparently a relatively small amount at the time of his death. Yeah, because uh, Lisa Marie only inherited like a million bucks or something. Yeah, right. Something crazy. And a bunch of peanut butter. I assume. I think he ate all of them. <laughs> yeah. But to bring it back to this picture, she what? had a very similar thing. This picture, Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the police squad files. Um, she had a very very similar thing to say. So she obviously hadn't done comedy before. She came. She was doing Dallas. She was in a soap opera. And she gets this fucking role. She talks about it here. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a good interview, this one. When you first did Naked Gun, I mean, I only knew you as a serious actress... And I was shocked that they chose you. Uh, you remember getting that call? I do. I, I do. I was shocked I got it too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was I went in on the interview and uh, I saw these serious guys sitting around the table. And I walked in and they started asking me all kinds of questions. Have you ever done comedy before? And in all of us, there's this little thing, God, if I lie and say I've done it, you know, I'll get the part. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't come you know, and say, yes, I've done comedy. So I said, no, I've never done comedy. So the guys just said, well, thank you very much. Nice meeting you. I walked out and never thought about it again. Thought I never got the role. A week later, they said, you got it. And one of the reasons was is because I've never done comedy before. You know, the Zookers are crazy. I mean, you get two people, look at Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. looks so serious. And you, all the drama that he's done in his life, you know, and mine. And you put two of us together. And for some reason, it works. You know, it really does work. Yeah. And I think the brand of humor that the Zookers do uh, works better if you approach it seriously right. as opposed to trying to make it funny not playing it that well on the first naked gun that's exactly what i did i, I thought maybe i should play the comedy and be funny and that's exactly what they didn't want you know they wanted it to just come out and and look like it was uh an everyday thing you know i'm mostly me you know i play the kind of the serious one and except for a couple of things in the in there that's uh, a little comedic that might be a forgotten art in this genre of comedy hey like the Play it fucking straight. Don't try and be funny. Mm. Just let it be funny. It's um because thinking about like scary movie because Hot Shots we said we both like like Charlie Sheen is playing it fucking <laughs> straight. He's yeah. so serious. He got jacked for Hot Shots too. Like I got my father's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his little eyes in the container. Actually has the eyes. It's so serious. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, there's there's it's not my, for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. But if it's, I mean, if you don't like it, you might want to reassess just life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So with those, with that cast, should we have a bit of a look at the rest of the cast? Yeah, get in there. Because obviously we talked about Leslie Nelson, um, Priscilla, OJ's. observe the older woman who I guess was sort of his boss or something? What was yeah, she? Yeah, she was like the mayor, I think. So What's turns her out she was Tony Soprano's mother. Oh, she was too. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck!" She, I, she looks so familiar, and then uh, something connected in my head, and I was like, oh, "Do a wow. diamond community, ma." <laughs> there you go. He's been waiting. Yeah, give it to us again, one more time. I can only do Tony Soprano in one line, but yeah, do a diamond community, ma. Do a diamond community. <laughs> That's it. But That's I was very happy Tony's to see her trying in there. I mean, it's nice to see her being pleasant. She's so stressful in The Sopranos, isn't she? Supremely. Oh, fuck. Whatever. You don't love me. Oh, I don't know. She, oh, she the crashing that, the car like and everything. Oh. Ma! <laughs> oh, man. So what's her... Has she got other... 
She'd much, she'd uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff, been I'm in a sure. Bunch of stuff. Um, well, we can come back to OJ. Maybe cover off the oldies first. So George Kennedy, he's pretty. Which one was he? He's his partner. He's, Ed. He, okay, yep. So he's an Oscar winner. Right. Have you seen Cool Hand Luke? Are you no. familiar with Cool Hand Luke? No. It is a it's, pretty, it's a Paul Newman movie. So yeah, it's a pretty famous movie. It's one of his more famous roles. Um, he eats fifty eggs. What? Yeah. In the movie or yeah. just in general in, in life? Movie. Okay. Well, that's he tries the movie. To. He tries to. That's the story of the film. That's it. No, no. I don't know what the story is. <laughs> but this guy, George Kennedy, is like the big tough guy in the. They have a fight at the beginning and they become friends. But he got a Best Supporting Actor trophy for that role. So he's legit, wow. obviously. He apparently has always wanted to work with these, the Zooks and the other guy because he liked their stuff. Apparently he was actually first in line for Lloyd Bridges' role in Airplane. Right. So Lloyd Bridges, father Jeff, of the dude. Yeah, the dude. And, um, and father of Bo Bridges too. <laughs> let's not forget Bo. <laughs> let's not forget Bo Bridges. Poor Bo. He got the eyebrows and not much else. The, uh, <laughs> He's had a good life, I'm sure. He's been in stuff. What's um? Wait, what's the dad's name again? Lloyd. Lloyd Bridges. He's in. I'm pretty sure he's in one of the Naked Gun movies. Is he? I'm sure. And I was half expecting to see him in this, unless I'm thinking of Airplane. Maybe. He's in a few bits. Of, he's been in lots of stuff. Yeah. Did he die? He's Must dead. Say. Yeah, he okay. died quite a few years ago. Yeah. But he's a legend. So he was he was in Airplane, and George Kennedy was meant to be in that. He was first guy for the role. Missed out. Right. A, he had conflicting schedules or whatever. Whoa. So then he was back in this one. Like, and again, like it's so – when you see Leslie Nelson talking about it at uh, this stage in his career, it's like, well, I'm doing what I love. This is fucking amazing. Mm. That would be sad of him not to get that. Well, he got it back here and yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was cool. Um, little funny one, even the driving instructor. So there's that awesome scene where they chase – he gets in the car and goes, follow that car. And it's a – Oh, yeah, he's someone. It's a, it's a driving instructor, yeah. like an L plater with yeah. it, getting a driving lesson. Extend your middle finger. Raise your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that guy, his name is John Hausman, also an Oscar winner. So he's collaborated. He was For involved. this movie, I assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shortest ever, <laughs> shortest ever supporting role. That's actually Anthony Hopkins. Is it? Yeah, he was on screen for like ten minutes or something. What's in, that in? In um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh uh, right, so yeah. he's only in it for that time. Something like that. Might, might Do you know who that, had a really like... short one? John Hurt in History of Violence. Have you seen that? Oh, I didn't. No. I think he got. I don't think he got the award. He got the nomination definitely. Huh. A couple of years ago. Have you seen that? You haven't seen it? Yeah. It's a good movie. It's um. So that was that guy. It's. That, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. That's um, good. He's got all the like Russian mafia tattoos and shit. That's that Eastern one? Promises. Oh, okay. Same director. Same who I, guy. He's one of our guys. I forget his name. Same Vito Morganson. That guy, yeah. It's a good movie. Um, John Hurt's in it for one scene. One scene. Right. And he got a um, Best Actor, not uh, Best Supporting Actor nomination. Um, anyway, sorry, this guy, John Houseman. Uh, he collaborated on the original Roar of the Worlds, the radio broadcast, you know, the Orson Welles thing? Yeah. So he, oh. he was involved in that. Um, a little movie called Citizen Kane. Ah. And, uh, yeah, he got his Best Supporting Actor for Paper Chase. This was his last ever anything. So there's a bunch of sort of OG, legit fucking actors in this. Yeah. Doing doing little bits I and pieces. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, and OJ. minimal minimal Wayans brothers and more serious actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the formula, Wait, what, what? maybe. <laughs> um, so, OJ. Yeah. He's in it. <laughs> it's a weird one. Apparently, 
when 33 and a third came out, like on the publicity tour of that, that's that when, when she was happened. going down. Yeah, because yeah. 94... He was still golden child. He was still the juice at this point. He was point. still Uncle Juice, yeah. Yeah. It is odd. I mean, I guess it's not that odd at this point for him to be in it, but in obviously in retrospect, yeah. it's odd. Because I liked him. I remember liking him in this yeah. and in the sequels. He was... So apparently he started making movies in the 70s. So he right. was still well and truly playing football and... He was making movies pretty early. This wasn't like a his first movie. Right. Hmm. Huh. But then, yeah. The, the but then last... he went and killed someone. Then, Fuck. Well, multiple. Yeah, multiple. Well, multiple apparently, apparently not. Apparently not. And then he got done again. This is Chewbacca. No, he got busted for stealing, stealing stuff in Vegas his, or something. Yeah, something back. Crazy, man. Crazy stuff. It is crazy. It um, is crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go deep on the OJ thing. I tried to, but it, it's too. There's too much there. It's just like, yeah, what are we going to make an episode about? Because I, I had the same thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but that's just a whole. We just, a whole we'll just thing. End up talking I've never about watched OJ. Yeah, apparently, there's a couple of them. Someone told me one of them was really good. I don't know which one it was. The I'm ESPN sh- one or, or whatever it is. The one that's like a doco. ESPN, yeah, the doco one's supposed to be amazing. And then there's the one that's um, American Crime Story, the Cuba, Junior, which is has maybe David it's interesting, Schimmer. but it's a bit. It's a bit cheese ball. Yeah, one of them's good. I don't know which one it is, though. I think it's the doco. The doco is legit because mm. it also talks about racism in America. There's a lot going on there, too, to unpack, which is like the whole other thing. If we went down that track, there's just so much to talk about because there's whether he's guilty or not, the way the media handled it was quite... There's a lot of racism in that. Yeah, right. Like there was that famous um, cover of one of the magazines. I don't know if it was Time magazine or what it was, but they basically darkened his skin, you know, to look more scary. You know, it's just like... Oh, there was like a lot. Aladdin. So yeah, yeah. So there's a lot you can you can look at that case as an interesting cultural artifact to kind of unpack to unpack where America was at that point in mm. in uh, racism and shit. But, but yeah. for now, we're talking about the naked gun. I'm boiling a roast. <laughs> <laughs> She's in his shirt. Ah. Uh. She's so fucking funny, man. I really enjoyed her. She's quite striking, too. Yeah. Yeah. How old do you reckon she would have been in this? I didn't check yeah, that. That's a good question. He was 62. That's crazy. She's 70 now. I can't even imagine. So I feel like I'm going to die before She must have been about 40. Yeah. Man, she was great. Oh, one, one small tidbit. I know a place that serves great Viking food. There is Viking food now. Yeah. <laughs> you been there? Mjolnir or whatever. Yeah, Mjolnir or whatever. No, I haven't. Yeah. Apparently it's good. It's pretty good. I've heard that. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can drink beer out of a horn. But it's pretty funny that that's a lol. Back in the- now it's like, no, that's a thing. It's a, you know, hipsters and whatnot. They all yeah. have beards. <laughs> oh, there's so many lines. There's- the nostalgia was ripe in this one. And also just stuff that you didn't notice so much as a kid. But like this is... Police squad, they're police. Why in the opening scene is he fighting all the dictators around the world? Like, what, what is that even? There's no relevance to the plot. Like, what's he even doing? He's, he's I'm pretty sure there's a lot of white guys in dark makeup too. That's probably problematic. Yeah, <laughs> but in this genre, it kind of seems like that's the was joke. There. That's, that's the joke. Oh, uh, yeah, everyone was there. They were all there. Who was the guy that got wiped out um, about eight years ago? Gaddafi. Yeah, Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. Saddam was there. I think Mugabe was there. Everyone was there. Gorbachev was there. Yeah. I, I knew, knew it. it. <laughs> but he's not really a... Well, yeah. No, anyway. he wasn't, was he? I thought no. he was a... But I thought that was interesting too. I didn't I didn't end up going and looking into it all, which my ignorance is showing. But it's interesting that most of those guys are dead now, mostly as a result of American 
they've all been intervention. killed. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of weird when you think about Fuck. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, I did have a few recasties, Greg. Get some recasties? Yeah. One of them's a sport, I already said. I thought John Hamm was good. But actually, no, what did you say? I thought that was better. George Clooney. I think George Clooney would be good. Yeah, I could see him doing it. Yeah. I was struggling with Priscilla Presley, though. The closest I got was Rose Byrne. She's funny. She's a comedian now. She's too funny now. That's yeah, the problem. She's, I think the whole thing uh, is it has to be someone you don't know, basically. So I was trying to think who's someone in a soap opera, but I don't even know who's in a soap opera. Oh, Bobby Fisher. Margot Robbie. Who's Bobby Fisher? From Home and Away. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Fisher. She's got to be old now. She would. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't know any soap actresses now. Um, neither. Bobby Fisher. Oh, God. I had, a good, Greek, I had a, the Greek uh, chick from Home and Away. Ada Nakadaimo. Somewhere. Also in The Matrix. To me, she'll always be Katarina from... Heartbreak High. Heartbreak High, yeah. I had a good one for OJ Simpson, though. I'm pretty happy with this. I don't know if this is your speed or not, but I'm pretty happy with this. Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny now. He is funny now. I would like if he doesn't even know he's in the movie and just all these accidents happen to him. Just yeah, like, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Him and Shaq are awesome now. Yeah, they're so funny. Oh, my goodness. Great I was watching banter. something the other day and I was like, Shaq? They just take the piss out of each other all day. They're hilarious. And they're fat. Yeah, they're <laughs> giant. Oh, my God, they're heavy. They're big boys. Have you seen Barkley play golf? It's funnier than watching me play golf. It's I great. No. It's good. It's good. I um, enjoy watching. I watch them on Sports Center and stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So good. And the only other spin on it, if it was 2019, was maybe this would be less of a... Uh, straight cop thing or maybe it's like a more born identity like if they were taking oh, the piss out of like a more modern yeah, yeah, genre yeah, yeah. you'd have like, to yeah it'd have to be a, a piss take on our version on of a that current movie. thing yeah, yeah exactly yeah, agreed Good so point. it might be more that with shaky cam and that you know there's a bit more yeah. that shit going yeah, on that'd be interesting yeah that'd be good so i'd watch that get on it john ham yeah steve carell's a bit obvious isn't he that's the thing he's yeah he's, that's too much his thing he's already. A comedy he, guy. Did, he did get smart i never watched that which seems like... That's right. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. He did Get Smart. That's a good point too. Was Get Smart after Airplane or before this? Ah, because that's similar. It's kind of a similar vibe. Because Get Smart's old, man. That was in the 60s. It must have been, right? So this must... I liked that. So Mel Brooks. Love... Ah, this is Mel oh, Brooks yeah, territory. Of course. Yeah, of course. Ah, yeah. we saved it for the end. Well, Spaceballs would have been before this too then, wouldn't it? When was uh, One year before. Right, Okay. So Spaceballs, according to this, was 87. I think what I like about Naked Gun, though, too, is it stands on its own. There's not, it's not like it's spoofing one specific thing. Like Spaceballs is spoofing Star Wars, right? Yeah. And you kind of got to know Star Wars for the jokes. I mean, there's still jokes in there that you'll get, I guess. But like this, you can just enjoy without knowing the references. Yeah. Notebooks is still alive. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, and what I mean, in terms of legacy... I'm thinking more legacy of this genre because to me this is sort of poster child of the genre. The only real traces you see of this now, there's a, the really shit ones. Like, it's off-brand, isn't it now? Oh, yeah, it's off-trend, like off I should say. Yeah, like the um, first couple of scary movies were pretty good or the third one was probably the peak. And then they just got, there was all just silly. bad, stupid. Like Then there's like teen movie and Meet the Spartans and there's just like everything is just there and they're all kind of there, blah, 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 blah. They're there just is, spoofs rather than being clever. Yeah. They're still, these, these movies are still clever. Yeah. But there's a TV show now called um, Angie Tribeca, and it's um, Rashida Jones, and it's a cop show, but it's just this humor, and it's just okay. straight this, basically. It's not bad. Actually, on that point, Adam Sandberg could probably... Andy Sandberg? Yeah. 
I was wondering if you said Adam Sandler or Andy Samberg. I said both. <laughs> he could. He could have. I think now a bit like the Steve Carell thing. Yeah, I, could, just, I don't know. I could still. I could still see him doing it. Yeah. Um, Leslie Nelson liked fart jokes so much. It's on his tombstone. Did you know that? No. His tombstone reads Leslie Nelson, the year of birth and death, <laughs> and then in in air quotes, let her rip. <laughs> it's on his That's tombstone. Great. That's so good. Again, it's like if he died when he was sixty, wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy. You could have your whole life out. Oh, it's mm, amazing. It is nice. All right, so this, this is the trailer for Angie Tribeca, just to give you some flavor. Just give me a name. Don't you have a name? Yeah, it's Angie, but I never liked it. We're going undercover. Even deeper. We're going undercover. Deeper than that. We're going undercover. That's right. Deep cover. I need you to do something unusual for me. How about this? How do you fly a 767? Plane, James Taylor, you've got a friend. No! There is one place. We could get our hands on that kind of money, but it is going to be a hell of a reach. Yeah, a kiss. Giles, can you get up? I can't get it. I can't. It's so... Yeah. You got it? Oh, God, you know, my fingers are touching it, but I think I'm pushing it back. Don't push it. So I think that gets the whole serious thing, like... Just fucking play it straight yeah. as fuck. There's no jokes here. Even, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've probably cut it out, but the first trailer I played, you couldn't even tell it was a joke it played it that straight without seeing the visuals. Um, hey, so there's been talk of a remake. Did you come across With this? Ed Helms. With Ed Helms. He's yeah. the dentist from He's, uh, uh, The Hangover. In The Office and um, the remake of The Griswold's Vacation. So you sound pretty excited for that. No, I, I actually, he's I think he's good. I like him, but it's just the same thing. It's like, it's, getting, it's like having Steve Carell here. It's just like, yeah, I get it's too jokey. Yeah. And more so him, I'd actually prefer Steve Carell because he can he'll play it straight straight. Um yeah, so so that but apparently nothing's happened. Yeah, I think it got canned. Um of course Leslie Nelson passed away a few years ago at the age of eighty five. But I do have a good clip here that I think sums up quite nicely Hit it. The approach to comedy he had. This is his SNL monologue from relatively recently. Thank you, thank you very much. You know, if you told me 10 years ago that I'd be hosting a comedy show like Saturday Night Live, I would never have believed it. I mean, for most of my career, I've been a dramatic actor. But ever since Airplane and Police Squad, (laughs) Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad, everybody thinks I'm a comedian, but that's not quite true. A comedian is someone who says funny things. comic is someone who says things funny. I'm neither. I'm someone who says unfunny things. I say unfunny things in an unfunny way. And somehow it seems to end up funny. (laughs) You see, some reason over the years, um, maybe it's the way I look or maybe it's the sound of my voice, (laughs) but I have been cast as authority figures. (laughs) Well, now, for example, say I'm a high school principal. Now, in a drama, I would say a line like this one. I'd say, come in, Jimmy, have a seat. There's something I think we should talk about. Now, in the comedy, I would deliver the same line, but I'd say it like this. Come in, Jimmy, have a seat. There's something I think we should talk about. (laughs) You see what I mean? (laughs) Well, I'm very excited about tonight's show. We've written a lot of unfunny things. 
I'll be saying them in an unfunny way. And hopefully everything around me will be funny. At least that's what I'm counting on. And the cowboy junkies are here. We will be right back. I reckon that sums it up. Ah, good clip, Tristan. Good clip. Uh, yeah, isn't he just a delight? He's a delight, and I love that. That's so. That's just the 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 perfect articulation of it. He delivers a line in the exact same way. It's more the context around him that turns it into a yeah. joke. He that, didn't change the way he acted at all. Yeah, <laughs> except for every now and then it's the cross-eyed. But otherwise, not really. And he's just like, and he's like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Ten years ago. And he's so happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's so many interviews where he's just like, can you believe I get to do this? And then he makes a fart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke. I'm just going to make this fart. That's my, that's my 60s icon. I want to be, if I'm going to make it to 60, <laughs> that's what I want to be. Leslie Nelson. Yeah. I'm going to get, need to get a fart machine. I could just fart, I guess. Dracarious. <laughs> what was he doing about the fart machine? It's like, you take it everywhere? He's like, yeah. He's like, where's the best place? He's like, oh, well, the... The elevator is the playground of the fart machine. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just? Yeah. All right, we're wrapping? Let's wrap it up. All right, that's what we thought. What did you think? I thought it was great. Greg thought it was great. We thought it was great. If you didn't think it was great, let us know, but you're wrong. Yeah. And what do we have coming up? <laughs> um, coming up, I think we've got, uh, what, have, what have we got coming up? There's Commando. We're going to hit some late 90s soon too. Yeah, we do. We do. Because we feel they're not going to have dated yeah. well yet. Mm. Um, jump on, give us a review. We need those reviews. If you're mm. if you're a loyal listener, yeah, we would appreciate that. We do. Or if not, or if, if you if already have, <laughs> yeah, even if you're not, if you've just stumbled across us and you've listened the whole thing, give us five stars. Even if you hate us, give us five stars. Even if you've already given a review, maybe steal your spouse's phone. All right, that's it. Bye. Ooh. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right.